Um, I got my, my notes here. First thing on my notes, it says excuses. <laughs> um, ah, yeah, here's, here's a lesson. Here's a lesson in what's important. Um, sermons are not as important as pay, paying attention to your family. And sermons are uh, definitely not as important as loving your friends. Um, I've done both of those things a lot this week and probably not as much working on my sermon as I should have. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I gave, I gave this, uh, this sermon this morning and it, and it didn't suck as much as I thought it would. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not gonna, trying not to downplay it too much. So yeah, listen, it might not be that bad. Um, but one thing that did happen, God, uh, God kind of covered me and, uh, said what I couldn't. So I'm going to ask for that again right now. So if you guys all want to pray with me, that'd be sweet. Jesus, thanks. Um, thanks that I can do this. Because uh, this is kind of the fun part, standing up here and talking with my friends. Um, this this week is one that I don't feel like thanking you for. I'm hoping that I will someday. But right now, I don't know. I'm kind of glad that it's over. Um, take care of us right now. Make us smarter. May we understand things we didn't. May we have wisdom that we that we hadn't. And uh, may we enjoy life more because of the things I think you've given me to say. <laughs> may we pay the building off because of all the money that people are going to give after I talk. Um, and may this be a good time. Thanks, Jesus. Amen. Um, so, okay, one more, one more thing before I really get into it. It's a disclaimer. If you, if you're, if you haven't signed on to the Jesus thing, if you're like, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> don't worry about this stuff. I'm talking about money. And it's kind of the stuff that God asked his people to do. If you don't want to say that you're one of those people, then yeah, <laughs> I am not obligating you to anything. Um, because yeah, we're talking about money tonight. Awkward. Right? Because it's summer of hot topics. Stuff that, you know, the church doesn't want to talk about. Well, stuff that our church doesn't want to talk about. Um, you know, we, we went through Mark. We did all of the book of Mark for like 18 months or something like that. That was stretching our attention span. But we did it. Um, we did it all. Except for the one part about money. We're like, ah! <laughs> let's not let's not talk about that right because it's touchy nobody wants to hear about churches talking about money it's like <clears throat> churches churches suck at money churches have made some bad mistakes concerning finances and misuse of funds and things like that and so myself included and I think a lot of you, my friends, my brothers and sisters are like, no, churches, shut up. Don't talk about money. You have no right to talk about money. You've lost all privileges in speaking about that thing. But ironically, God actually won't shut up about money. God talks a lot about money. Um... And also, it's kind of become an excuse. Like, churches don't talk to me about money because I care about money, and you shouldn't care about money, which is a little backwards. <laughs> and frankly, I mean, 
there's a part of me that like, ah, I don't know if I want to talk about this. But a bigger part of me really does. Because I love money, right? Who doesn't love money? I, I know there are actually several of you out there that don't love money. So uh, that wasn't a good rally call. But um, <sighs> money has turned into a good thing in my life. Um, and it's because, of, it's because of what I'm talking about tonight. Giving it away. It's sweet. It's fun. What? Oh, hey, I told you to. <laughs> but the, <laughs> this is my PowerPoint. I wasn't quite done with my PowerPoint when I gave it to Will. These are all, these, <laughs> this is my stage of trying to, to pick out a, a title for my sermon. The first one is what I was kind of ending up with. And then the other two, <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, it says, give me all your money as the title at the top. And then under it says, this is a stick up. And then under that, it says, this is not a stick up. I was trying to figure out one of those to use, but, uh, yeah, uh, use the top one. The other ones are, yeah, fails. Anyways, there was a phrase, uh, that me and some of my friends came up with, um, years ago. 10, 10, 15 years ago, we were discovering the Jesus thing and, and uh, figuring out what he was calling us to. We're, I mean, it was very punk rock days, like, oh, America sucks. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, America's such a filthy thing and destroying anything Christian. And there was this guy, there's this old guy um, who had written a book. Well, he was writing a book. Um, posing the question, can you be a good Christian and a good American at the same time? And we're like, oh, yeah, that's a great question. Because he was saying, like, no, I don't think you can. And we are like, yeah, that's right. And I'm still, I would still subscribe to that and say that, I don't know if you can be the greatest Christian and the greatest American at the same time. Because America, there's, there are a couple of things that we are way, way, way into. Money, we're a capitalist nation, and uh, rights. We want our rights. Does that mean our nation was kind of founded on that? And these are things that are not guaranteed to us as children of God. I dare say we are, we are guaranteed more than rights, more than money. But money and rights aren't things on the, on the list of God's, like, necessary provisions for us. Anyway, this phrase that we came up with is, give away your rights. Because Americans, you see, like, oh, don't touch my rights. Don't screw with my, my, my life, my freedoms. Don't, uh, I'm trying not to swear tonight, but there's um, this Cobra Skulls song that starts out, I won't mess, there we go, I won't mess with your Bible, <laughs> just don't mess with my constitution. It's like, rights, I need my rights, and don't mess with them. I mean, my friends are like, the Jesus thing to do is to give your rights away. There's so much more power in, in giving your rights away. Instead of, like, 
building your castle, building your citadel and your fortified walls and saying, don't get in here. Don't F with my S. <laughs> Dang it, it this is pointless. <sighs> Sorry. Um, the better thing to do is to lower the drawbridge and just run out of your castle, flinging your money and flinging your rights everywhere. Because that is more powerful, and that will do much more good in the world than you protecting your rights. There's so much more power in that. Rather than somebody getting to your rights and taking them away, because that's kind of the trajectory of things. It's so much better to just, here, I can give this away on my terms, and you'll be blessed, you'll be loved. The right I have to my privacy, here, hang out with me a lot. <laughs> the right I have to my time, no, I'm going to give that away. The money that I earned, no, I'm going to give that away. And that's what I'm getting, getting to tonight. This is the money thing more specifically. Um, I'm not saying giving all your money away. We're going we're gonna to go through all of the Bible <laughs> as far as money goes. And this is, this is what happens when you don't spend a lot of time preparing a sermon. You get everything I've been thinking about. <laughs> so this is going to be a really long sermon. I'm sorry. Just kidding. Um, it shouldn't be too bad. Um, we're going to start in the Old Testament because God's... God talked about sacrifice to him before there even was money. The monetary system hadn't even been invented yet. And God says, give me your stuff and I'll love you. Um, and then we go through the Bible and God develops this relationship with, with us as humans. And it, and it kind of, turns around i mean because i mean we need that we need a relationship that develops and because we get smarter we started out pretty dumb and gosh we're so smart now but <laughs> but we figured some things out and and probably for for the worse i mean it's kind of a oh, never mind, i'm not gonna get into that um towards the end of the bible it's like i'm gonna love you so do you want to give me your money there's this interesting transition. So let's just start. Um, in Exodus, um, God, God sets up a covenant, an agreement between, between he and his people, the Mosaic Covenant. Um, and in 20, he, he spells out some sacrifice. I want the best of what you got. I want you the first produce that you come up with, and I want your best bowl. Give that to me, and I'll take care of you. I'll give you land, protect you from the bad guys. I love you. They're, in this covenant, covenant, the way it's, uh, it, they're generally set up is like, okay, this is your part of the bargain. This is my part of the bargain. And this is what will happen. This is how it will work. It will be symbiotic, and it will be sweet. If you screw up, there's going to be some consequences 
And so he spells that out. He's very, God like lays down the law first up front when we were kind of like, uh, how do we live? How do we exist with God? He's like, okay, this is how it is. And this could be good. I promise you, you're going to like this, but do it. Just do it. Now, with this sacrifice thing, it's very, it kind of sets it up for the rest of the rest of the Bible. Sacrifice means it hurts. Okay, now you're hearing a pastor say, give till it hurts. Doesn't that kind of suck? <laughs> that's become kind of a bad phrase. But seriously, that's, that's kind of how God sets it up. I don't know how many ranchers are in the crowd tonight. Um, but the way it works is you don't give up your, be- your best bull. But that's what God wanted. I mean, because the way it works is like... The best bull, you basically want, want it to make babies with all the cows you can find. Because that's good stuff. Better meat, better herd that you got. And generally speaking, like, I don't know how many farmers there are on the crowd tonight. But uh, when you gather grain, when you harvest grain, the first stuff that you hold on to, you, you, the first stuff that you harvest, you hold on to because that's your next crop. It's the seed for the next crop. And God wanted that. That's a sacrifice. That's how, that's how it's set up. He wanted his people to be dependent on him. Basically, his people were saying, okay, God, here it is. Here's my best stuff. I'm screwed without you. Take care of me. Now, I'm going to start my story with, with money in the same way. Uh, when my when Jesse and I, my wife, uh, my wife and I got married 12, 12 years ago, um, yeah, we we lived on not very much money. Uh, we had I think we probably had like six hundred no yeah six hundred dollars six hundred dollars worth of bills or something like that, and we made about five hundred dollars a month. Um, <laughs> and we saw this stuff. We saw the, this, this sacrifice stuff, and we're like, okay. I mean, we're screwed anyway. <laughs> Let's give away some money. And we did. We had to, be, we had to do cool stuff. Like, uh, I, I mean, there was stuff that we were really into. Like, there's a skate ministry in, in Montana, and I gave more money than I should have to, to, to a guy trying to build ramps. And Jesse was like, but um, we don't have any food. <laughs> Oh, sorry. And there was people, there were some ministers that were doing good things. We gave money to them. There are friends of ours who couldn't buy books. We gave money to them. Broke people, gave money to them. And we never went hungry. And our credit score is recovering. <laughs> Even when we couldn't afford it, my wife and I gave money away. And it was sweet. And God took care of us all the time. Like, we didn't say, oh my gosh, we're so poor. We made a point of that, because God's, God's not into that either. We made a point not to tell people, but like boxes of food would show up on our doorstep. Of much better food than we had, because we were eating pancakes. All the time. It's a pretty cheap way to eat. I hate pancakes now. Oh, I hate pancakes now. I had, I had some the other day. 
It's like, oh yeah, they suck. Um, but yeah, we got to be an answer to prayers that people were praying to God. We were like, oh, we can do that. Well, okay, maybe we can't do that, but let's do it anyway. And we didn't know how it's going to work out, but we did it. And we were still poor, but we didn't starve. So that's where, let's keep going through the Bible. So we get to uh, Proverbs. Oh, we need it today. Yeah. Okay. I didn't put the Exodus one because it's like five chapters. Yeah. Okay. Proverbs. Still in the Old Testament. Um, it's still kind of a command. This is still pretty imperative. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Okay. God's throwing us a bone now. It's like, oh, this is some reason. This is some direct reason. This is, you, like, you should do this because overflowing vats and barns and stuff. It's kind of like, duh. Like, God takes care of people that take care of him. He's starting to, like, like I said, you know, the human race is like, oh starting to put things together. We're starting to reason. And God's like, okay, here's some reason. This is why you should do this. Duh. I help you out. I love you. So I'm going to translate this to my story. Um, a few a few years into our marriage, I was working at a skate shop, um, not making a ton of money. Um, but one of the guys that I worked at the skate shop with he uh, he was becoming a loan officer for his dad's mortgage company. And he's like, hey, dude, do you want to buy a house? It's <laughs> like, uh, well, I mean, yeah, but, like, we've got, like, zero money. He's like, oh, dude, 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 dude. I can sit, like, you guys will be my first. You'll be my first, and so you don't, like, I can't charge you any closing costs or any of the, the, the money that you normally have to have. Like, if you can scrounge up like fifteen hundred bucks, I think we can get you a house. I was like, oh, dang! And we got a house. We bought a house. We owned land. We owned earth, <laughs> making very little money because God was making our our vats overflowing. He's. I mean. My wife and I had been faithful for a few years, and God was starting to say, like, oh, I like what those two do with money. Let's give them more. Let's give them some stuff. See what they do. And so we got this house, and it was sweet. And, and more than money, we started giving our house away. <laughs> there was one whole section of our house. Sam, Sam, was, Sam was there. Sam Spitzer knows all about this. <laughs> Sam lived there a lot. Um, Wait, even before we had the house, he lived with us. Yeah, anyway. Um, there was one whole section of the house where that was for anybody. It was open all the time. And if we closed the doors, I mean, you could get to it through the garage. And so, like, you could go in there anytime you wanted. And there's, like, video games. And we had, like, <laughs> I was working with uh, a student ministry, and we had this projector. And we'd take it home, and we'd use it. <laughs> um, it was, 
And so we'd have like gigantic Tetris and stuff in the, in, in our room, in the, in the, the public room. And it was sweet. It was really fun. Um, and anybody was there. And if the door was closed, like, uh, you know, leave us alone. But, but I don't know. People came in anyway. Um, we didn't know where the keys were to that house. It was always open. Like literally. Like we, like when we sold the house to come to Denver, we're like, ah, we have to change locks. We don't know where the keys are. Literally. <laughs> we didn't know where they were. Um, <laughs> there was one time, like, cause we, this is a lot of side stories, but we were starting to come down, hang out in, in Denver in the summers. And so this, this other student was, uh, <laughs> was living in our house to take care of it. And we got phone calls when we were in Denver. It was like, Jesse, what? Your door's locked. It's like, but your door's locked. I was like, well, yeah, dude, Nate's staying there. He must have locked it. It's like, but your door's locked. <laughs> it's like, dude, Nate can do what he wants. All right, leave, a, <laughs> leave him alone. Nate was kind of an introvert. Anyways, um, so yeah. God honored us. God overflowed our vats. Let's keep going. Um, the next couple of passages are, are like at the end of the Old Testament and at the beginning of the New Testament. Uh, some background. The Old Testament is kind of the illustration and development of the Old Covenant, that one that I talked about in, in Exodus. It was like, this is the law. God said, this is the law. You'll do it. And I promise you, you'll like it. It's good for you, but you'll do it. New Testament, Jesus comes on the scene and he's like, no, I'm going to take care of all of the law. I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry about it anymore. I love you. Um, which is cool. And that's where we are today. We're under the, I love you, the hippie part. It's really good. It's so free and it's amazing. But Jesus is much, is very invitational with his precepts and the things that God likes. He, he invites people into it. It's like, Hey, I know what you want to do. It's this, I know what you want to get. And this is how to get it. Was that thunder? Oh, okay. I thought it was like one of my kids or something for a second. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. Old Testament, New Testament. Um, I need to, this, this passage here, Malachi 3, yes. It's still the Father, God the Father, and he's, it's still Old Covenant. It's still Old Testament stuff. But he's definitely in kind of a New Testament mood. And he starts, like, tipping his hand a little bit. It's like, this is what I, like, this is cool. I'm your guy, and you're my people. From the days of your fathers, he's talking to the priests, incidentally, the people who collect the tithes and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know if, uh, if there's any priests, a.k.a. staff in the crowd, pay attention. Right? Uh, from the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my statutes and not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. Lord of hosts, incidentally, is a gnarly name for God. If you're ever reading the Bible and you come across the Lord of hosts, he's probably going to kick somebody's ass. It's, it's pretty, you, don't, you generally don't want to be in the same sentence as the Lord of hosts. Anyways, let's keep going. But you say, how shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. 
But you say, how have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house. And test me now in this. God doesn't say that anywhere else. In fact, he says, do not test the Lord your God. But here he says, test me in this. Prick up your ears. And he says, there's the Lord of hosts again, so this is business. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. This is definitely advancing. This is like, what, test God? He told us not to do that. And this is a pretty, honestly, pretty sweet way to test him. Like, okay, he's kind of like daring us. Outgive me. Try it. It's kind of cool. It's pretty fun. I mean, you see, the, 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 I, did, I did get to do some, some word study here uh, into some of the Hebrew, and it's, it's way conversational. It's, it's, it's uh, emotive. It's very emo- uh, emotionally written. He's like, you guys are stealing from me. Do you, I mean, do you remember who I am? I love you guys. And, and, and it kind of like, uh, where is it? Uh, the whole nation of you. He's like, you of all people, you are my guys. Why are you doing this to me? Try this out. Try this out. Like, give it to me and see what happens. Pretty benevolent. It's very invitational. Let's move to Mark 12. It's like, and, and so this is Jesus. Mark 12 is one, one of the Gospels talking about when Jesus was on the earth. And uh, Jesus is bringing in this new covenant. Um, yeah, I'm going to read it. And, and, and Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and began observing how the people were putting money into the treasury. And many rich people were putting in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which amount to a cent. Calling his disciples to him, he said to them, Truly, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the contributors to the treasury. They all put in out of their surplus, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she owned, all she had to live on. This is this is the part that we skipped. We're like, ah, it's money. Let's let's uh, maybe summer. I don't know. Let's make Jesse talk about it. Um, no, that's definitely not the way it went. Uh, <laughs> Jesus is like he's not. Another thing that Jesus said is like, I'm not getting rid of the law. It's just fulfilled. I took care of it. But look, this is still good stuff. You still want to give? He's upholding this lady. He's like, yeah. She's awesome. Everybody looking? She is awesome. Now, so, when it comes to money, what are we thinking about here at Scum of the Earth Church? Our building. 
Do we miss home? I miss home. Just two blocks that way. We can't hang out there. And how much do we need (laughs) right now to get back in? About $250,000. Give or take 20K. Um, I've heard some some folks put it. um, All we need to do is get like 200 people to give like $1,200 each. And honestly, that kind of smooths it out a little bit. You're like, oh. We've got to know 200 people that, that have that, that much money. Now, I, I, don't, I don't think this is exactly what's happening. In fact, I'm positive. But I wonder if on a subconscious level, when we do that, we're like, okay, but I don't have 1,200 bucks, so, so I'm not going to be one of those 200 people. We're, at, we're desperate to get other people to sacrifice for it. Are we sacrificing? How bad do we want in our building? In this Mark 12 passage, I mean, like the rich people are kind of vilified, right? They're like, oh, those guys dropping Benjamins. Jesus says, it ain't nothing. Stupid rich people are so weird. The thing is, those those rich people dropping, you know, a percent of their earnings in there are still giving infinitely more than somebody who's giving nothing. Creek, creek. Guys, if we want if we want to get back in our building and forget ask other people to sacrifice, we gotta sacrifice ourselves. Okay, and move on. And keep going. There's there's so much I mean, yeah, I'm not saying like you gotta give money. I'm not gonna tell you to give give your way give away your money tonight. I'm really gonna to try to do the Jesus thing and invite you there and say, You wanna do it. I'm not going to tell you to, but I'm pretty sure you really want to do this. And there's many ways to do it. I mean, yeah, there's money for sure. But there's stuff. What kind of stuff you got that you can share? Snowboard kit. It's like, oh, dude, yeah, borrow my deck. Tools. I mean, you all know that. I, I mean, a lot of you know that I got a bunch of tools. And they were pretty much given to me by my fathers, my father-in-law. Yay, fathers. All right, let's say Yay, fathers. I almost forgot about that. Um, but, yeah, I throw my tools around for sure because they came to me awfully easy. I should definitely be as easy thrown around in turn. And it is a sacrifice. Like, almost always, like, somebody breaks a bit or, you know, extension cords don't come back. And and I can tell you there's there's a... There's a few of my power tools that have been sold for drugs. <laughs> that sucked. Bad drugs, as I understand it, too. Um, not that that makes it. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> sacrifice everything you got. 
That's what I'm getting here. I mean, there's time. You can sacrifice time. I mean, that can be a cop-out. I know, I know, I've seen that before. People are like, I don't have anything, but I can give them my time. And people are like, check off going to church as sacrificing their time. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Cop-out. Just 10, uh, I don't think I put it, maybe I did. 10 verses earlier. Just 10 verses earlier, a smart guy, um, you can call, uh, he, he was definitely a smart ass. He was a smart ass that asked Jesus, like, what's the best commandment? What's the greatest commandment? Jesus answered, the foremost commandment is, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, is one Lord. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. How does that sound? Does that sound particular or does it sound more holistic? Give, give God everything you got. And I guess adding to my story, like more tools keep coming my way. <laughs> just, just this last week, my father-in-law is like, Oh, Look for a look for a box in the mail for me. <laughs> it's so awesome. I have no idea what's in this box, but I'm pretty sure I'm psyched. <laughs> I don't know if it's Father's Day, probably Father's Day, I guess. But he goes to, he goes to these uh, auctions, and in like a small town Kansas, those are chock full of the tools that last like centuries. <laughs> And he gets them for like I don't I, not much, but he doesn't. I mean, he just gives them to me, or he gets a better one for himself, and I get his old one, which is still like so much better than anything at Home Depot. Incidentally, uh, woodworking small group Saturdays at my house, pretty awesome, pretty awesome, killing trees, making stuff. Anyways, um, let's keep going. Um, we're, we're getting more into the New Testament. God tipping his hand even more. It's like, this is, this is what you want to do. It's getting more pragmatic. Acts 2, the community that is lifted up so high, it's like, yeah, this is awesome. Everybody was sharing with everybody because they had need. It's getting much more pragmatic. And that's another thing. Like, you can give to scum, and you can write a check to scum. I dare say... Scum is does better with their money than a lot of churches. I do the books. You can ask me anything you want. I think we do okay. But you, you can be more pragmatic. You can get. You don't have to give it to a church. That's not what I'm saying. My brother. My brother. I. I my wife and I uh, still uh, fundraise our own salary, and um, my brother's like, yeah, yeah. Let me do something. Let me let me do something more specific. My brother takes care of our phone bill, which is totally cool. Cause like, I gotta I gotta see I gotta know what happens. I gotta get something done with the money I'm gonna give you. So my brother like pays our phone bill, which is awesome. Do the same thing. Like I, I mean, if you don't if you don't feel it, if you don't want to give to to a church or scum or some organization, I can understand. Look for people who need it, cause there's people that need it. And that's pretty dang fun. 
My wife and I, yeah, we give it, we, we write checks to organizations and, 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 and stuff like that. But we got us, I'm not going to tell you where it is, but we have a stash of cash that's fun to just throw around. It's like, oh, this person needs some help. Here, 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 take it. Sometimes they know about it. Sometimes they don't. It's just super fun. The more pragmatic it is. I mean, I mean like in the Old Testament, God was like burning it. <laughs> eh. I don't know. I, God knows. I have disagreements with him. But um, he just burned the good stuff. I was like, oh, but uh, but you could oh, <laughs> it's like a month of steak. <laughs> Anyways, more pragmatic uses of stuff are, are starting to come. Okay, let's keep going. And I, I don't want to totally keep us here. Second Corinthians. Nine, six, and seven. This is kind of the, the pinnacle. This is where it totally, it totally is just full on hippie now. Like follow your heart stuff. Now this I say, this is Paul writing a, a letter to, to, to his friends. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly, sparingly shall also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. So that's kind of the transition. Like remember how the, the verses before were starting out with the commands and getting in, into sort of the invitations. Now it's doing the invitations, starting with the invitations. And then seven, check this one out. Let each one do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So now it starts out with the invitation and then it ends with, if you want to, which is cool. I mean, how, how inviting is that? Seriously. If you want to. Do as your heart leads you. And, like, just be honest with God. I'm honest with God. Sometimes I'm like, mm, I don't want to give any of my birthday money. <laughs> and God knows it. I'm not going like, to say, oh, but I deserve it. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. Why the hell? Why the heck do you get money for your birthday? Just because you were born. I mean, how hard was that? <laughs> Shouldn't you give your mom a present? <laughs> for crap's sake. <laughs> hey guys, I guess we'd be screwed. Anyways. <laughs> uh, I'm honest. Sometimes I do give my birthday money away. Sometimes I give some of it. Sometimes I... Don't give any of it. Sometimes, whatever. I want my motorcycle tires. And God's like, okay, fine. I want it if you're going to be a bitch about it. Darren, I swear, sorry. Um, <sighs> oh, your heart in it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have examples. I'm going to have some how-to. How to give your money away. <laughs> how to give it to scum specifically because we need, we want back in our building. But however you want to do it. But do it because you'll want to. I'm going to tell you point blank that, yeah, you want to. This is cool. This has worked out great for me. I mean, it's been argued like, oh, but Jesse, you have the spiritual gift of giving. And there are spiritual gifts, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard of that. It's like, no, I don't. I don't have the spiritual gift of giving. I've just obeyed. I've just freaking obeyed, done what God's told me to, and it's worked out really good. 
All the promises that God says is like, oh, yeah, yeah, Jesse, that guy, he does cool stuff with money. Well, give him a motorbike. <laughs> I don't think it works so succinctly. Don't hear me say that when you give money to scum, you get a motorbike. <laughs> but I think you get it, right? You want to do this. It's cool. It's fun. Talk to Craig and Fran about it. I didn't ask him if I could say this, but this, they give, do you know the percentage you give away, guys? It's ridiculous. You know, I mean, I figured out once my wife and I give away anywhere from like 8 to 13%, something like that. I don't know. I mean, Craig and Fran give like a third or more of their money away. And he makes, I mean, he's a freaking author and a successful one. People buy his books. They gave a lot of money away because it's like addictive. You're like, yeah, this is hilarious. This is so sweet to do. Okay, no further ado. This is how to do some. We set stuff up at Scum. If you should decide to do it, to give some money to Scum. There's automatic withdrawal. There's sheets back there. You, you, fill, out, you fill out this thing, and uh, you give me a, a voided check. A voided check just so that I see the account number and stuff like that. And we take a specified amount out automatically every, every month. And this works out really good for a lot of people. Because a lot of people I don't, like, that aren't giving anything, it's not because it's like, mm, mine, precious. <laughs> it's not because of that. I know a lot of people are just like, oh, well, I, just, I just forgot. This is a way not to forget. Give it a shot. You can give 25 bucks. You can give 50 bucks. You can give 150 bucks. You can give $1. Seriously. $1. Give it a shot. Just try. Just start. Because even a couple bucks is cool. I don't think I, I don't, legally, I don't, or not legally, but like because of the rules and the bank stuff, I don't think you can do less than a dollar. Sorry. <laughs> Try it. Start small. Dollars, gateway drug. <laughs> there's, there's other ways. Um, probably, the, probably the easiest way and the cheapest to scum um, is just like uh, online bill pay. If you, I know all, not all of you have bank accounts. And I can relate to the reasons why you don't. But um, but if you do, a lot of a lot of the banks will do free online banking, and they'll send checks to whoever you want for free. Get that going. Set that up tonight. Actually, we've got we'll have some laptops back there, and Evan and I'll be back there, and we, you, we, you can set it up right now. We'll help you out if you want to do that. You got to know you got to know our address and and stuff like that. You can also just drop checks in their buckets, yeah, um, or cash, or pledge to a big, big loser guy. Dude, we we made like twelve thousand dollars, twelve thousand dollars from Lim losing 40, 40 pounds, forty one pounds. And he's gonna lose more. Heck yeah. I mean, it's like get some money for the building. 
and Michael have a heart attack a few years later. <laughs> Boo, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he was laughing, Michael's laughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> or for $2, I am variety pack of granola bars and have them in your car and put them out the window when, you, when we see our brothers and sisters on the corners because that's pretty fun too there's so many ways guys there's so much stuff you can give away it's not all money it's all fun it's all cool I don't have a very pithy closing It's another thing I kind of skipped this week. But I love you guys. Um, Thanks for tolerating talking about money. So hot. Such a hot topic. And, uh, yeah. Peace.